Have an idea for a podcast or a live talk show? Call 901-800-7608 or email info at theoamnetwork.com today and pitch your show. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. Theoamnetwork.com. Power to the podcast. I want to watch it. I want to watch it <gasps> so bad. So, oh, it is so much. Look, it is so much. We to haven't handle. talked about Tiger King on the podcast yet, but <laughs> so much. You're listening to Pandemic Parenting Podcast. I'm Carla. And I'm Gil. And today we talk to Wendy and Justin Sembler, who live across the street from us. They're probably the closest people that we're social distancing from. (laughs) 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 They have three boys. The youngest is our son's best friend. Justin is a preacher for a local church, and I'm curious about how he's handling his faith during the pandemic. Justin and Wendy homeschooled their boys up until the beginning of this year and are now homeschooling them again. Please enjoy. So I have Wendy and Justin here. They live literally across the street. Their son, L is our son's best friend. I think it's safe to say. Um, There's a bit of an age gap, but they are so cute together and super sincere. They're bros. They are bros. (laughs) They're bros. Um, and so even though they're across the street, um, our sons still can't play with each other. Um, I think you invited us to a yelling across the street, um, thing <laughs> the other day, which is really cute. Um, and by the way, tomorrow I am bringing home our DJ gear for a dance party. So we oh, are doing that. It's happening um, tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want any of the kids to know yet. Cause I want them to just kind of wander outside and wonder what's happening and then dance. So, um, so yeah, um, so tell me a little bit about, oh, you're drinking wine. Mm-hmm. What wine are you drinking? <laughs> this is how we cope. Yeah. Um, well, We've got, uh, why is it getting delivers, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Gil, Gil and I were talking about this on Sunday that, you know, we, we really have to watch these, these kind of habits we're falling into during yeah. this time. And, uh, but anyway, my name is Justin and, um, we're from, Wendy and I are both from Michigan and I'll let her introduce herself for in a minute, but, um, we moved down to Memphis in March of 2018 and I, um, became the pastor of a church called all saints Presbyterian church, which is right here in Midtown. And, and so that is the primary reason why we are here, but we are after a couple of years, I think that we are beginning to call Memphis and especially Midtown home. Oh, you got you got black hole. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Memphis is a black hole. For sure. <laughs> I've left once and then I came right back. So, yeah. And then Wendy, uh, tell us about yourself. Okay, so I'm Wendy, um, and like Justin said, we're originally from Michigan, but we've moved. Um, and our, we've been married almost 20 years now. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Yeah. Did you guys <laughs> marry young? In July. You married young uh, then. Ooh, yeah. Uh, We're older than you I, think. Well, yeah. uh, well I <laughs> think that you're young still. Um, but yeah, we, and, um, so we've, we've moved a lot. Um, and then this last move was from Wisconsin. So with all three boys and, um, and you, uh, alluded it 
to it earlier, Carla, that we homeschooled when we moved here. We didn't homeschool prior to moving here. Um, but then you we saw were, our uh, school system and you were like, I'm going to homeschool. <laughs> that, I was just overwhelmed. I didn't know exactly what to do. And um, and you just moved across country. I mean, like yeah. Wisconsin and it to was Memphis. Mid-year. It was yeah. March. And I thought, why even put them in a school um, when they're just going to be testing and then school's right. over a month earlier than, yeah. um, than up there. So, um, so it, it was the right decision for that time. And we kind of actually, you know, two years ago, March, it was a similar feel to what we're going through now. We didn't really, um, we kind of called it de-schooling. We sort of just de-escalated and sort of oh yeah the transition. And then, um, then we homeschooled with, with, um, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Classical conversations. And, um, so that was, so we have three boys, um, and our oldest is 14 going on 15. And then we have a 13 year old and then L, um, is 10. And so as you can imagine, it's three boys and they're all very close together in age. Yeah. And so life has always been, um, a little rowdy. <laughs> rowdy. Yeah. 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 I can imagine. Three girls is, um, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. It can yeah. Be. I always say that sometimes I sneak into Owen's room and just lay down with him because he's like the calm. He is very calm natured as a person as a whole. But then compared to the girls, too, he's just like very calm. So I just sneak in there and kind of hang out with him when I need a break <laughs> from the yeah, makeup and the. Respite, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's fine with that. And then I'm getting my nails done. And, <laughs> and his hair braided. Oh, hair braided so. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's okay, Gil. I, I love it. I'm, a, I'm just a... Te- uh, yeah, you have beautiful hair. So thank you. And, I'm always, and it I has have to be braided. manicured nails. So. <laughs> you can send the girl love over here. <laughs> yeah, she's like, when, I when want my hair braided. When the quarantine is over. Yeah. Especially the, uh, the six-year-old. Uh, it's a lot of like teaching, especially with her nails. She wants to do her nails. So a lot of it is teaching her how to like paint inside the lines. and. But she's also very impatient, impatient. So she just paints her whole finger. And we're just like, okay, well, the other part washes off. That's when she fine. paints my nails it's like she puts three or four coats on it and it lasts for months like it doesn't you know what i mean it's i know where i'm going for my next yeah (laughs) you get your money's worth um okay so like i said i want to kind of start from the beginning so we talked about this on the introductory episode well so gil actually got the phone call that schools were being canceled um for two weeks uh while he was dropping off uh m and o at their school and you were probably uh, our kids go to the same school so you are probably walking them over got a missed call i imagine and then got the voicemail I think so yeah i think so they literally just walked out of like the, the last I foot the was leaving the van, the van yeah and then i got i saw the number and i recognized it as the number there that always calls and leaves the automated and i was like this is not right they're right oh. here and then <laughs> it was someone telling me that well spring break's going to be a little bit longer and they're not going to go the friday before either and I think yeah. now at this point, we've all kind of come to the realization that we're probably not going to go back this semester. Yeah. 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 So I, I was out East. I, um, our oldest son takes a math class out at Bellevue. And so to uh, clarify, um, your oldest son is still homeschooling and yeah, your two youngest are in public yeah, school. Correct. Okay. And so he does a math tutorial out there and 
when I drop him off, I'll usually go and run an errand or grab a coffee. And I was actually in a Starbucks parking lot off, off Germantown road. And Wendy texted me to let me know that they, um, they were canceled. I think at that point in time, maybe they were canceled through the end of It was extending spring break a week. That's what it was. Yeah. Right. Right. And so they tried to let you off real soft. Like we're just going to, it's just (laughs) going to be a little bit longer of a spring break. That's right. But I thought, yeah, we can, we can hack that. That's not a big deal. It's not like the whole (laughs) year or anything. (laughs) Right. And so yeah. what was your initial reaction? Because ours was kind of uh, like looking back, it was very naive. And uh, so like they came home from school and we were like trying to, you know, we didn't know what we were doing that day. We didn't know what was going to come. So we were like, we took them to Exora to take them to the shop and we made ice cream bowls and we celebrated that they got an extra week of spring break and they were so <laughs> excited, you know, and you ask them today um, what their feelings are. They've been journaling every day and their feelings are not ice cream bowl excitement anymore. So how, right. how are your kids and how are you guys kind of coping with the realization that this is now a for now thing? A new yeah. normal. A new normal. Yeah. I think from the very beginning, because um, um, January is when we put our youngest two at Snowden. So it's in school. So they had only been in school a quarter or third quarter and loved it so you know spring break we didn't have any major plans but we were going to do some fun things around here like staycation and um when when lucas got the news whenever his teacher didn't tell them till the end of the day um he was pretty bummed because he was like why wouldn't we go back? I, you know, oh, and he had probably just started making friends, and mm-hmm. I, I do, I feel really bad for, um, for him because I, I like, I, I remember, like, I, I'm seeing him as I would go pick up the kids, and he always looks super pumped, like running, be like, <laughs> hey, how's it going? And like, he's he's super yeah. nice, and like, it looked like you know, he was he was like you know, kind of getting entwined yeah, into was... the school system there. Totally. Yeah, he was like. Total green dog. I don't know. He's just, Aww. he knew the chance. What is he was just, well, it, it was, I think that was the, the saddest for me personally. And I, and I think Wendy might agree that that was the saddest part of all of this for us was that they were really getting their legs under them in terms of just being a part of the school and getting used to the rhythms and, and knowing that they were both enjoying it. Um, to me brought the most sadness because I knew that I I knew, like you said earlier, Gil, we're not going back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and then of course, you know, making all those friends and then, you know, and now we're across this room, each other, and he can't even play with the one person that's closest, you know, that he has contact with, but they, our kids have FaceTimed, which is really cute. Um, yeah. I think they really just play video games while FaceTiming each other, which is, um, I think they do too. They well, talk yeah. and they, they play do. These, like, they're like, this is what I'm doing, which I've learned my oldest ADA. Uh, a, she, it's um, like a thing. Like they would just get they on just FaceTime, FaceTime with each, each other, other and just have them in the room. And it's and like, they don't, they don't, do, they don't they have don't to talk, talk to, each talk to each other, but it's like a comfort to have someone in the room with you. I guess. Which I by know, the strange. way, we FaceTimed with uh, a earlier 
And she has nine friends uh, in her room. They're all balloons. And she drew faces on them and named them. And I was like, I think that maybe you are gone a little crazier than us. <laughs> yeah. See, that's how she's yeah. coping. But she, yeah, she, she's not doing well. But they're doing virtual school where she is. So she actually has school every day online um, to keep her busy. And they're doing the Zoom classes. So she gets to see, you know, everyone she's used to seeing every day. Um, but the boredom has definitely taken its toll on her and as a 13 year old and you have a 13 year old it's pretty rough I think. Yeah. yeah it is yeah so um yeah so i think that's been the hardest because of course it's like oh funny now you're homeschooling again you just got out of that and then um but i recently put i felt pretty strongly about it because and i think i don't know i think people are starting to realize that it's not, we call it homeschooling, but it's not, it's not the same. Right. The principal sent an email saying it's. My homeschooler is, is bound to home now too. Like we were saying he has a tutorial and on Fridays he would go all day to his classes and those are all now on zoom, which is great for him. Um, But he has no interaction with his peers. I mean, he had peers, uh, you know, homeschooling isn't just, you know, yeah, yeah. He, had his, day, he had his so own normalcy for sure. Now we're all at home every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so how are, how are you guys coping with this new normal mm. with wine? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we, we were doing that anyway, but yeah. <laughs> I think when we found out that you guys were on the porch drinking wine for the first time, we were like, Oh, <laughs> that's, that's why they do it. Right? You know, yeah. I was like, how they have three boys? There's no way they don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, for me, um, because it because I'm because I work for a small church. Uh, oftentimes, I'm I'm the one that's kind of like instigating meeting up with people and things along those lines. And so um, a big part of it, for, I've, I've lost a lot of relational things that happened for me throughout the week that I try to keep up via, you know, text and, and, and you know, calling people and just checking in on folks because there's, there's quite a few folks in our church who are say more marginalized financially and socioeconomically and and so want to make sure that they have the essentials that they need and so that's been a big part of what I'm doing right now but but you you've lost a part of that because like there's so much to sitting down with someone face to face like oh, shaking man. someone's <laughs> hand or hugging them and we're not supposed to do that right now like that like yeah. And and like, it's like a thing. It's like, it's like, that's so there's so much compassion in doing something like that. But now you have to think, is it, are you being more compassionate, not doing that because you're not exposing them or you or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, because early on, I mean, before, well, not before we knew school was going to be canceled or, Whatever well, spring break week was kind of iffy. I think we still we, we, let the kids we play were, outside. Yeah. We, we canceled a week before a lot of churches did simply because we had some medical professionals in the church. Which that- uh, I applaud you for that. I was actually listening to um, the BBC News podcast today. Um, and there's uh, Georgia, the country, not the state. Um, they right. are, um, I don't know if you heard this, but they have a traditional spoon that they um, do. Um, they drink the blood of Christ out of and everyone yeah. in the church 
uses the same spoon and they won't break the tradition. Um, And so it's been a, it's a huge thing right now. So I applaud you for doing that. And I know that it's gotta be very hard for every faith right now to kind of break tradition, especially when faith is so needed right now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was the, it was a really tough decision that first week. And, and honestly, I thought, Oh, well, well, in a couple of weeks we'll be back. And, you know, we just, nobody really knew. And, and, um, I thought, well, if, if people are not comfortable coming, then of course we'll tell them, please don't come. But then it just became so obvious so quickly that it just wasn't a good idea to be together at all. Right. So, um, you know, I, I don't foresee us going back before mid May. Um, yeah. and so we're just kind of taking it a couple of weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about the boys. We talked about um, Lucas. Uh, or sorry, yeah. L. <laughs> he um, he broke a window today. I am very interested in the story because, <laughs> well, what's funny is you told me that, and I said, "Oh my god, we had a similar inc- incident today." So Mia, or I'm sorry, M was Gil's gonna hate me in editing. Um, <laughs> and him, uh, we cleaned up our backyard today so that we could spend more time back there instead of having to worry about you know who was coughing on the street as they walked by. Mm. So we had our backyard cleaned up today, and uh, M grabbed the rake. And our bedroom window is like a picture window that overlooks the backyard. And Gil walks by, and M was holding the rake up, about to like slam it against the window. And I heard him. I was in the front yard, and he was in the back of the house, and I heard him scream. And I was like, "Are you okay?" I thought like he had fallen down the stairs or something. I, I walked into her like baseball swing back like ready to like throw the rake into the window. I don't know why she was doing it. She said she was trying to get our attention, mm-hmm. which it would have done but, that. But M has a history of trying to break windows. So we were like, ah, we overreacted a little bit. But um, so, yeah, it's, uh, how are the how are the boys handling it? I saw um, one of them out pogo sticking today mm-hmm. Um and just how I mean, how are they doing? I know that we've um well, I'll let you answer the question and then I will talk about how we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we've tried to be honest with them, you know, in the beginning, um, like we said earlier, it felt like, okay, it's an extended spring break and we should only play outside and wash our hands. I mean, that's what we were told we could do. And, but then every day, you know, it, it felt more heavy, like, Oh, now you can't be with friends and now you can't, you know, go to stores and the, there's no groceries. And so like this kind of anxiety built up. Um, and I think the boys felt that they could hear us talking about the groceries and like, well, the toilet paper. Yeah. Toilet, I mean, we have plenty, but yeah, I mean, they know that's going on and, um, you know, they're not on social media, but they're connected, you know, friends and memes and all those things and so um uh but yeah I think they're each handling it differently because they're all very different um Riley or R is very he's almost 15 and he's a deep thinker and a feeler and he has a deep faith and so he is definitely thinking more like we are as adults, right. um, but he doesn't always act that way. So he thinks that way, but he doesn't sure. act that way. <laughs> it's the and oldest then, child syndrome. <laughs> and then there's Elijah, who's like, 
I mean, E, sorry. E is like, what? We don't have school? Like, he, he just <laughs> yeah. forgets. He's, so, he's then- the one that I don't know as well as the other two because he's just kind of aloof. Um, That's that that boy can pogo stick. Though. He can't pogo he stick. Can pogo <laughs> stick, and he can. I don't know why he, now. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know he why he um, is he like trying to beat the world record. We are so yeah. curious. Always, he's always okay. going for time. When I walk over, like, how long have you been going for? He's like, I'm going for two hours. And like, <laughs> I can't commit he's to beat three. He's beat three hours. Wow, and he, that's, that's insane. A, so three hours that's on a pogo so cool. stick without a break. I want to clarify. He's yes, just without a break. I can't commit water. to anything for three hours. I could I could barely get through like the last Star Wars or yes. what was it? Uh, Infinity War or Endgame. Uh, yeah. And I love I, I don't know if you guys love know this, but I love Marvel movies and oh, I live cool. in the Marvel universe. It's my whole thing. And so uh, going to see Endgame, which was three hours, like was rough. And I was like there for it. We saw, I think we saw yeah. it like, three times in the theater, <laughs> but to pogo stick for three hours. That is my, that is my next favorite level. thing about it is when I walk over and he's got like this whole setup, like. He's got like Riley's gonna he's come like, out GoPro. and give him water, and then he's got like uh, he's got some like candy bars or something in his pocket for energy. Like he's yeah. like he's really like so he one hand pogos. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's very he's very systematic in, in uh, everything, that, everything he does. that he does. And I mean, he's probably he's the most. I think he's the most like me, just in terms of like if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Yeah, and nobody's going to tell me I can't do it. You know, yeah, he's and so he's very dedicated. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, but yeah, as far as like, like just kind of everyday, um, I don't know, common sense. It just kind of goes over his head, and so he's just kind of like a day late with the news and what's going on. <laughs> That's um, nice. Though. And then Lucas is a feeler as well, or L is a feeler, and so. He's had a lot more outbursts, which yeah, which, which led to the broken window, which led, leads to oh, the broken no. window. So he's just taught. I mean, it's part of the reason we had to put two of the boys back in school is just they just did not get along. I mean, they're just too close in age and two different person of dif- different personalities, right. and it well, just the mix was was really hard. So yeah. um, he, he thrived on being you know, having his time and, and, uh, his brothers are teenagers and they push his buttons and, um, but he's been more reactive. And so uh, the, the ironic thing is I had just sent a text out to Justin uh, with a link to a YouTube about how to handle your emotions. Like, you know, just a little animated thing about flipping your lids and how to, how your brain works and why it does that. And I said, we need to watch this. (laughs) And I want to say minutes later, I hear um, E come outside to the back. Mom, mom, El just broke the window because he was mad at me. And so um, we have a, I mean, it's probably a hundred year old door with pane glass window in it. And apparently he punched it to try to get at 
Well, look, uh, we know a glass guy that uh, handles old doors because oh, this cool. happened to us <laughs> in our last <laughs> house. Like, our first thought was, we got to replace this thing. <laughs> well, however, we are in the middle of a pandemic, so <laughs> I don't we, know. We can wait. We yeah. have it all duct taped up now. And, yeah. But I mean, I spent an hour cleaning the glass. But, you know, in the past, I would have overreacted. And I knew that he was overreacting in it. So as a parent, I feel like I'm doing a better job of understanding what they're going through. Yeah. Um, and we so and what's weird is interesting for me because usually I'd be like, what What are you doing? And, right. Yeah. Well, we found ourselves with that. the time to like, um, I guess the time to process. So Owen had an out- outburst today, too. Um, and it started well so this morning we were cleaning out the backyard and um and i'll segue this by saying one time owen um got really upset he cries easily um if he's mad he cries if he's sad he cries um and so one time he was upset about something and lucas was walking back to y'all's house and i said i'm sorry lucas owen's just so sensitive and lucas said that's okay i am too and i just thought that was the sweetest thing i've ever heard and i was like oh my god i get you guys now and so um owen uh found a ladybug this morning and he became very attached to it and he's always been that way we would give him little plants when he was like two or three years old and he would say they're his babies and he would try to take care of them um so he's like very and i get this from like a control standpoint that everything is so out of his control right now that he kind of latched on to something that he could control Mm -hmm. which in this case was an orange uh ladybug that he named orange (laughs) so when we were wrapping up this morning for our recess and i use air quotes um he put the ladybug on a leaf and came inside and he tried to give it food and water, which is really sweet. Um, and then, so we came back out later after someone had cut her grass and the orange ladybug was still on the leaf and he was so excited. It was his new friend. And then the dog hit his arm and the ladybug was on his arm and the ladybug flew off and it was, so we spent about, we spent about 30 minutes looking through the yard, trying to find, we pretended to look through the yard and then eventually we were. You just, found a new ladybug, though. I did find, on the no, trampoline. But before that, Owen kind of sat we saw down some in the grass in and just today. lost it. <laughs> yeah, he he does this thing where he cries quietly, which is you have to kind of look for him to know he's upset. He like goes off on his own. So he was like hunched over and squatted down in the backyard behind it behind the tree. And I was like, "Where's Owen?" And then I saw him, and I knew immediately. You know, you got mom gut, and so I was like. Oh no, what's wrong? And then he just burst it out and he was like, My friend, the dog hit my arm and my friend is gone. So we, you know, tried to look for him. But before, where, you know, we have four businesses, we might not have had the time to really like think about what was happening because our minds are so preoccupied that we were like, Oh, this is, this is a thing. We have to be very careful and delicate about how we deal with this. And so we pretended to look for the ladybug and then, um, Gil luckily found a new one on the trampoline. He wasn't orange. He was he red. Was, he so. was red and smaller and not the same. And it didn't do any <laughs> justice to our orange ladybug friend. No. Um, but so, um, you know, then we were like, okay, well, how can we make this better? This is clearly a thing. Um, so I sent Gil to Kroger um, to buy chocolate cake, which is Owen's favorite because we had, because we had to celebrate something and we just, you know, just had to give up sugar, basically. It was crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, we uh, unfortunately I could not find another orange ladybug. No, that was very unfortunate. Um, here's a 
I've been trying to think of, you know, the the best ways to explain what's going on to my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, our, our kids are, you know, m- much different in age. You may be Owen and, and or gosh, <laughs> it's okay. Owen and Elle it's are fine. the we'll just edit it all out. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, how have you been? Have you tried to explain what's going on to your kids, and how have you explained what's going on to them? Especially with the differences in ages. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, we were, I think, like everyone, inundated with all of this new information that we couldn't process, and we didn't know what was accurate and what wasn't, and. So I think it took us about a week um, for for us to like kind of just shut off like the the pipeline of of twenty four hour news cycles. Not that we like watch a ton of cable news or anything like that, but just looking at the internet and reading all of these different articles. And I, I started being a little more selective about kinds of kinds of places where I was going for information and yeah um, with. So it was more along the lines of like, we didn't really sit down in a formal manner and say, okay, this is what's happening. Now I did that the other night because we were all worn out and I think we were starting to get on each other's nerves. And so we had a nice talk, but early on it was more along the lines of, okay, there is, there is this virus that's spreading and we, we, we definitely need to take care with it. But I think what we did more was just address questions and concerns as they came up mm-hmm. yeah, and let them do some processing and let and instead of us just kind of like, you know, spitting out all this information at them that maybe they couldn't process at once. And then I, I was last, let's say it was last, um, Friday, Lucas, um, drew on the sidewalk and it was a, basically a tour of COVID-19 where he the first the first panel of the sidewalk said to learn more about COVID nineteen follow the arrow so he had an arrow he and did this he all a, on his own it wasn't Aww. prompted he had a picture of the he he drew like a model of the virus and then he had a um, a maze where he had to try to stay away from other people oh from wow. the virus yeah or from the virus yeah. and then is uh, creative that is that's like yeah it was. Really it was like cool. art therapy and yeah, 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 pictures yeah. of it before it rained. That's really, I'd like to see those actually. Um, we can share them on our Instagram if you're okay, okay with that. But um, yeah, so that's really, really cool. That is a great way to process it. Um, our kids, every everybody processes things differently. Actually, Owen had um, a, a project on Zoom. And it, so you guys were aware that our sweet pork chop passed away uh, right before Christmas. And uh his thing, his uh, project was he was supposed to write a nonfiction story. So he, I've already told this once on the podcast, but he um, wrote the story of how Porchuk died. And then he drew a very graphic image of it. And I was like, maybe we will um, rewrite this story with a little bit of more happiness in it about Polly, our living cat. Um, and so like he's, I mean, it's just been, it's been one thing after another, you know, Gil had a friend pass away and then right after that it was pork chop. And then right after that it was 
you know, losing our studio in the concourse. And then right after that, it was opening a new business. And then right after that, it was COVID. So like, it's been nonstop at our house. And um, I'm going to rant now. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm ranting. You are. He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like processing, you know, that's a, a lot of what's going on is no, processing. Yeah, 100%. And, I, think that's, yes. I think that's why we wanted to do this because I think with everyone that we speak to, I mean, all, all of us are processing what's going on and and part of that is talking to other people who are also processing what's going on so um i do want to ask you because i i probably won't have the chance to ask this so justin how are and and also wendy how is your faith helping you during this time because we are not a faith-based couple we're not those people um i i'm more spiritual than gil is in fact and oh he he double blinked at me um but so I'm curious because I've been listening to all these podcasts about how people are using their faith at this time. And so I'm curious for you specifically, how is your faith helping you during this? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And so um, I, so I think you all know that I'm, I'm um, f- friends with, with Andy Ashby who, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> right and so maybe we, we should giggle. say AA a- 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 no it's and, okay uh, anyway we still tell my sister well went up went up to um went up to Memphis made and he was there and this was just when everything was announced and they were just getting ready to start shutting down the tap room and and he was just talking about how his faith was was really carrying him through I mean it's it's a small business still and, and there's a lot on the line for them. And so I was just uh, uh, really thankful to hear him say that. But I mean, for, for me, I, I, I go back and forth. Um, I, my, my faith is a found, our faith is a foundation for us. And, and I do believe truly that there is peacefulness in, in knowing Christ. And so that's, that's a, that is, that's, that's our life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, um, but I, you know, I also don't want to over spiritualize things. Um, and, and so it's, it's easy for me. And I think for Wendy as well, to just kind of fall back into this, kind of anxiety where we, you know, are just like waiting for the other shoe to fall and like, what's going to happen if this and this and this, and then. Right. Which is, which is a very human response to what's going on. Exactly. Um, Our emotions. To go back, I guess, to answer the question, like, you know, what we believe, like to go back on the promises that we believe and there's, you know, so. So what we know is true. So if anyone um, listening, you know, Philippians four, like whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just like that, that's how I get through most, you know, that's how I get through most anything that's struggling me. I'm struggling with is just going back to what I believe is true. And then with the boys too, just, just, trying to live it out but it's it doesn't give easy answers i guess that's the thing like yeah there uh, and i knew that was a tough question going in i thought about it all day whether i was going to ask it or not um because it's a very personal question for one and then you know especially 
preacher is the right word. Is you're a preacher? <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a pastor. <laughs> pastor. Okay. Here in the south, it's preacher. <laughs> well, I'm, so, okay, I'm so I I grew up Catholic. I'm the first lady. Okay, so that, I grew I, up I, Catholic, and so everybody is a priest to me, and I'm like I don't yeah. know the other terms. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's yeah. kind of like violin and fiddle. Yeah, okay. right. Like, like, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, a preacher. That's a good analogy. Yeah, I had um. So one of the good things that's come out of this is that I I have been doing these live um, midweek, call them like a devotional where I read a scripture and then I just pray. And whoever wants to watch that can watch it. And if nobody watches, it doesn't really matter. But sure, um, that that's something that I I was not accustomed to using, you know, any of these platforms at all. And, um, I was reading this Psalm. So is, I think it's Psalm 92 and it, it just talks about God protecting us in the midst of, uh, epidemic or plague. I think plague is Pestilence, the word to use. Yeah. And, and the point that it, that I kind of grabbed from that is, is, is it's not that you're not going to get sick, which a lot of like kind of health and wealth, um, you know, TV evangelists would preach. Sure. Um, but that God will be with you through it. Okay. And yeah. so that was like, for me, like, it was, I, I know I'd read that passage before, but it was like, I saw it for the first time. Eyes. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean that, and, and that to me, like as a person who is not necessarily into that, it specifically like, that sounds pretty hopeful and I would cling on to that in a second, you know, just to get through, just to get through today. <laughs> also this week, one of the local deaths here was a, a pastor and friend oh, of I'm so sorry. Justin's. So um, I think that hit us hard. That's the night that we ended up talking to the boys about how serious this is right. and reading his wife's testimonies and listening to the, senior pastor of that church talk about um this man's life and you know he he died but he died knowing his savior and um you know it's it's still it's sad it's hard but but there's hope in that yeah so yeah. All right. Well, we went really dark there. I'm really sorry. <laughs> to our, it's okay. It's all right. Um, so basically, let's start with, uh, well, let's finish with a segment that I'm calling What the F Are You Gonna Do? I'm sorry for the, the <laughs> F-bomb, yeah, but honestly, it's often, beep. So. I keep saying, it's. I keep saying end times, and I say it's that... A, I, it's a muted. I say... I, I, <laughs> I say end times as a joke, and that's just my way of processing things, too, but... Um, what are you hopeful for? What I mean, so like, did you have a summer vacation planned? Um, you know, did you have something you're looking forward to that you can kind of like, everybody needs something to look forward to. And so what are you guys looking forward to, I guess, is the question. Yeah, so we, we um, being from Michigan, we try to get back there. We don't make it back every year, but we try to at least get back there every other year to see family and there's a place uh, in northern Michigan in the middle of Lake Superior, um, one of the Great Lakes. It's it's an island. It's a national park called Isle Royal. And uh, I've been going there with my dad. I've, Wendy and I have been there together. I've been going there with my dad since I was 10 years old. And um, 
so it was a place that I wanted to inter- introduce my boys to. And so when we took them there, my dad and I took them there together. And then I said, you know, it'd be great if I like on their 13th birthday, we could do something special where they, you know, I would just take them. And so took a lot or took Riley a couple of years ago and I'm taking Elijah this year. And, you know, some of that's kind of up in the air because that's, we planned it for July, but who knows? Yeah. And so that's, that's the kind of like what the effort we're going to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll just go hiking at Shelby Forest like we did the right. other day. Yeah. And see, that's even something that uh, I feel like is too bold for us. Like we've seen people go to Shelby Farms and Shelby Forest and stuff. And, you know, Gil panics. Our friends came over to cut the grass today and Gil um, had a, a little bit of a panic episode. I did. Um, which well, I, I noticed him cutting your grass and getting a little closer than six which, feet. Which <laughs> I brought the dog out. So, so yeah, I was panicking. They are my best friends, um, and uh, the they girl can... specifically. And so I brought the dog out on his leash, and I because she kept forgetting the six foot rule, and I was like, she's allergic to my dog. So I was like, well, if you come any closer, then you're gonna have a reaction. So I put the dog out as a kind oh, of a that's deterrence a good idea. i know take our little pit bull for a walk everywhere yes <laughs> okay. um and so it was it was nice to see her and him but he was here to do the grass and she was just k- rode along and i was like but stay back and gil was very upset and i promised we wouldn't do it again um but somebody's got to cut her grass so we have that problem <laughs> but yeah 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 so the shelby forest was pretty empty right yeah it wasn't bad that's good yeah that's good yeah that's hard to find. Yeah, which space is space and social you know, distancing. <laughs> uh, when if I like, I have to go out to you know go get supplies or like run across or just even just drive around. You see people out all over the place. Yeah, I mean, especially like the last couple of days have been really nice. If you've driven uh, so uh, by our house, there is a kind of a main street over to Park, and if you drive down it during a nice day, there are groups of people. You can tell. You know, you see a family walking. You know, it's a family. These are like 20 year olds. They rented bikes. They're all riding in groups together. And I'm like, why stop, please? And, <laughs> and, I, and I like, I'm guilty of certain things, but at the same time, it's like, I am not spending hours with, with these people and, and actively making the decision to go against, which they made it a misdemeanor today. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's got some teeth to it now. And it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how. You know how it's enforced. Uh, we, Wendy and I, went for a walk around the block, and we saw two MPD squad cars pull up. You know, along the curb on the other side of the road, and um, our first thought you know, was, first thought was, oh, that you oh. know, maybe they're going to ask us why we're so close. Or well, it's like not. That. It's not illegal to go on walks. It's not illegal to walk uh, your dog or right, her right. kids. Yeah, but I was excited to say we're married. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> here's our marriage weekend. license. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's not what they were doing, but yeah, who knows what they were doing. we would have we would have had the same reaction. Oh yeah, we for sure would. Hundred percent. Okay, well, uh, I guess this is where we're going to wrap it up. But it was really, really great talking to you guys tonight. Um, yeah, thank you. I can't wait till we can actually have that cookout and hang out. I know. I said I'm like I feel like we're just hanging out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, and hopefully, you know, in a couple of months, this barrier <laughs> won't. Let's say weeks. Let's hope yeah. for weeks. Hope, hopefully, yeah, hope for the best. Well, it's it's. Um, I'm glad to know. We're, we're glad to know you both. We're yeah. thankful for you. So. Yeah, we are thankful Same for here. you guys too, Same and here. your sons. 
Yeah. yeah. They're good <laughs> boys. Sure. Good boys. Yeah, same same to you. And, Thank you. and thanks for having us. This is this has been fun. Yeah. Right? It is. Yeah. yeah. We were, we were, I'll end on this, but we were talking about, um, we've only done, you know, one episode with ourselves and one episode with another person. And, um, today we were talking about it, about how it's kind of helping our marriage through this because we're being forced to like talk to each other and work on a project together, which is really nice. Instead of just like watching the TV until we fall asleep and then start all over again. So now we're being like. Talking about what we saw in Tiger King and how we feel, and <laughs> I want to watch it. I want to watch it so it's bad. So oh, it is so much. Look, it is so much. We to haven't handle. talked about Tiger King on the podcast yet, but <laughs> it is so much. I I will warn you: you are not ready for anything that's going to happen on the first episode. I will uh, I will spoiler alert: the first episode is pretty tame. You're still yeah. going to have a couple moments where you're like, "What am I watching? Who, Who are these person? people?" Uh, but episode two is going to change everything for you. And then you're going to be like, I don't know if I can continue on, but I will tell you that if you, if you get past episode two, episode three is you're just downhill from there. So it's just even worse. It's, it's, it's (laughs) my favorite thing about Tiger King is that I have friends in Florida and they're like, I, uh, this is normal. I know a guy just like this. It is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And I, you know, I have a chest piece. I've got sleeve tattoos. Like, I, you know, there are some things that I've seen and, I, and things that I'm willing to do. Sure. And it is so far beyond anything normal that I've ever witnessed. It, it is a lot. It is a lot my, to take in. But my, it will entertain you. My cousin said it's the worst, worst show she's ever seen that she can't stop watching. Yes. <laughs> that is yes. a perfect description. It is. Um, for Tiger King. It's a, it is a train wreck and you can't look away. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It sounds like what the, what the summary on Netflix says. It's the worst show that I could not, <laughs> that you cannot stop watching. Yeah. That's just what it says under the summary of Tiger King. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry for a reference. Uh, you guys can see our cat walking by a bunch. And this is when our podcast listeners take a drink because uh, we have a drinking game now where if you see a cat on the screen, you mention it and then you take a drink. Well, they so. can't see the screen. Well, I know. But for our listeners, go. the cat has been walking by. Kitty. Um, so Kitty and take a drink. And thank you, Wendy and Justin, for being on the podcast. Yes. Thanks, Gil and Carla. Thank and you. we'll eat hot dogs soon and have play dates yes. again one day. So... All, All right. right. Y'all have a great right. night. We'll wave to you from our porch. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll yell. Bye, Bye y'all. We'll yell. All right, Bye. Thank Good you. Night. Take care. A super big thank you to Wendy and Justin for being on the podcast today. If you like us and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review so that other people can find out about us. And if you want to share some of your stories as a parent during this pandemic, you can leave us a voicemail at 901-800-6172 or email info at theoamnetwork.com. Want to see what we're doing on the daily? Check out our Instagram at Pandemic Parenting Pod. Remember to stay home, stay safe, and wash your damn hands. Just remember, we're all doing the best we can. I think I changed the wording of that up, but stay home. (laughs) The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast.